Last week, there was a big announcement. Naomi Ballantyne announced her retirement and joining us in the studio is Naomi to talk about it. Thanks, Welcome Tom. back Thanks, to the Tom. studio. Big call. How do you feel? You know, terrible journalist question. <laughs> <laughs> um, weird, yeah. strangely, because obviously I've never retired before. <laughs> so it's... Um, it's it's a weird feeling. Um, are they helped by the fact that I haven't gone, you know, the next day? Yeah. That you know I've got time to get used to the idea as as do others. But actually, huge pride um, in arriving here and relief that I can see a time when you know that personal responsibility isn't quite so sort of dominant. Yeah. So 41 years in life insurance, yeah. so you will have seen a lot of change. I have. Yeah. yeah. So so how would you compare the industry now to like when you started? Oh, it's night and day. Mm. Um, when I started, it was an old boys club. Products were exactly the same. Tide agents were the thing. Independent advisors were treated like dirt. Women didn't hold any senior positions. Yeah. Uh, there was no regulation at all. Mm. Um, and it was a very slow, old-fashioned uh, industry, even for those days. So, so if it was like that all those years ago, why did you yeah. stay in it? Because I very early on in my career found that we paid out cheques to people when bad things happened to them and how desperately grateful they were. And then trying to figure out how someone could pay you a small amount of premium mm. and get paid a large amount of money when something bad happens was fascinating. So the math side of me yeah. uh, found that really intriguing as well. But, but largely it was if you're gonna work in a corporate world, you might as well work in, an, in a corporate industry that actually does good things yeah. for people. Because you never set out to go, no. I think you did marine biology, you're is right. that correct? Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. so it's like you never ended up you never thought you were going to be there and you're still there all these years later. I am, yeah. And, you know, you get every part of your career satisfied, particularly once I sort of leapt out and started building businesses of my own. You you get to create. You really get to create, write the rules, change the industry, yeah. but you're still doing that good thing for people, which, yeah. um, you know, I, I've never wanted to do anything else. Yeah. So it must have been an interesting journey for you because, you know, we know over the years people have, you've, a lot of criticism and you know and that must have been pretty hard how, how have you found that and how do you deal with it i only find criticism hard if it's from someone i care about to mm. be honest because mm. um, very early on in the sovereign days you know when i i didn't start sovereign well i built sovereign but i wasn't the founder of sovereign mm. um in those early days i watched the criticism thrown at them which came from here's someone new doing something different you know and competing and the answer from the competitors wasn't to get better it was just to throw stones so what i recognize is if you're good at what you do people are going to throw stones at yeah. you and it's more about what they are frustrated with about yeah. themselves than it is about what you're doing. So once you learn that fairly early on, it's relatively easy to take. In fact, it's almost like a challenge. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so that's how you that's how you process that. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. but, and and uh, it's always fascinated me, you know, how you know you have been a lightning rod for some of this criticism, and and, yeah. and I guess in some ways that's actually saying that you're doing good things. Yeah, and I don't look and I don't look like. You know, your typical see, I was the first woman um, in a you know senior position in the life insurance industry, first female director in the life insurance industry. You know that those kinds of things. Not everyone wanted that to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know that 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 wasn't the, uh, their view of what a woman's place should be. So, 
you know, in that respect, you're always going to have an element of, uh, of that at that time. I'm really glad to see that isn't the case anymore. But you see a lot of um, female leaders in the industry now. That's and, exactly you know, right. I mean, if you look across life insurance, yeah. um, you know, it's actually been run by women for a long time. And I'm so proud of that. Yeah. I, and it isn't because I wanted them to be women instead of men. It's that the opportunities are equal now. Yeah, which is fascinating. Mm. And, and, and tell me, so like a year ago, would you expect to be in this position now, or maybe a little bit longer than that before the? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I've always talked about I won't be here forever uh, mm. because you know I realised I was getting older. The company was getting more mature too, closer to the ability to IPO it. Mm. Um, and the frustrating thing was the markets were mm. awful, COVID, mm. <laughs> and then the economy, you know, and all of those things. So we keep going. You know, that time for that IPO is pushing out, and I always thought that you know very soon after an IPO would be the right time yeah. to to hand it over. So did you ever think as it kept pushing out it would never come? I did feel yeah. like that a yeah. lot. And that yeah. must have been hard? Not so much hard, just like can I, am I, am I going to be the right person to get it there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, and, but then things took a turn and, and you had I a did. different exit strategy. 100%. Yeah. And, and it was an exit strategy I'd always hoped would be on the table. Mm. I just wasn't expecting it's it. It's not what you talked about. No. no. And I wasn't expecting it then yeah. either. So, but who it was, was exactly who I'd always hoped mm. uh, would, uh, would be on the table for us because I'd watched Tal in Australia and went, that I'd watched other companies be bought and then not achieve their potential yeah. with the owners that bought them. So I could only judge who I thought would be the right owner mm. based on what I could see was happening. So um, if, if you had a wish list of a trade buyer to it, purchase... It was to life. It was, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, yeah. So, um, but the, the, the worry is when they approached us, you know, the markets were doing all sorts of things. Mm. You enter into a due diligence process. They give you an indication of what they're going to pay you, which, you know, the shareholders were happy with. But then you've got this long period of time where they're investigating everything about you, a normal due diligence process, and this fear that because the markets were all over the place, they might take the opportunity to, you know, come in with an undercut uh, price, and they never did, which, never did that. which gave me an enormous amount yeah. of respect too for them. So I think one of the really interesting things is, you know, Partners Life has got a very much a Naomi Ballantyne stamp on it, and, yeah. and you know, the company has been incredibly innovative over the years, and, and I guess you've led that. How do you think that's going to play out in the future when you're not there? Um, well, the company has been a long time, not a one-man band. Mm -hmm. um, and the innovation, what I do is I lead for that, but I don't create it. So mm -hmm. it's come from all the people. Mm -hmm. That it's come from advisors with a, you know, their ideas, etc. Not necessarily that we've taken an idea and run with that, but all of that input mm -hmm. has led to an understanding of where things could be better. And a huge restlessness, right, from the executive team, the people around me. So what I've been really good at is allowing creative people to think about things in a different way, propose something, and then uh, and get us all behind it to to deliver it. So as long as that's the kind of leadership mm. that they, you have in the company going forward, that's the kind of outcome that you're mm. going to have. So it, so, so it can keep continuing, right. and and the people there. Hundred percent. Yeah, and and I guess in terms of your successor, though, you know, I guess your first attempt at getting a successor doesn't quite work out. Um, um, and 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 do you have any idea how that might play out? Well, Deitch uh, Life and the board want to run a, a full process. Mm. We have some internal candidates who are fantastic, um, but there's a world of people out there as well. So they'll run a normal process yeah. um, for recruitment and search, which will include the internal candidates. They'll use an external firm to help them to understand the, the strengths and weaknesses, yeah. and then they'll land on the best person that you know they have available to them. I'll have some input into that, yeah. um, but... 
but it is a robust process. Yeah. I was interested to sort of go over some of the things which has happened over the years. And obviously, you know, the big trips you did each year, yeah. they were pretty, you know, they were yeah. pretty important to all the life companies. How, how difficult was it to lose the, the ability to do those trips? It was heartbreaking for advisors. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, we loved being able to, you know, transport them to places and do things that they could never achieve mm. on their own mm. um, and to create the opportunity for that camaraderie because it's a lonely, lonely job. Mm. Um, and to have some time to listen to them without the noise of the market and them having yeah. to do their day job kind of thing. But we knew how devastating that would be for them because for a lot of them, for their families, mm. that was the kind of look at what my job does for us. Yeah. Right, we get to go on this amazing trip with these amazing people and do stuff we could never do ourselves, right? Mm. So it was almost the thing that they could give to their families and the families loved it. Mm. Um, so devastating for them to lose that. So now they've lost that bit um, and also devastating for them to lose time out. Yes, yeah, which you know, is so important, yeah. hundred percent. So we've just done a three-day conference in Auckland. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not Rome, or no. but, but it had good speakers and it had lots of time for them to spend with each other and mm. bounce ideas off each other. Uh, inspirational speakers that fill your soul, right? Because, you know, sometimes you need a kick in the bum mm. to say you think your life is tough. It isn't, mm. right? And, and it really does work. Um, and the feedback we got from that is a lot of what they missed they got from yeah. that. Not everything, but yeah. a lot of what they missed they got from that. So it's, it's nice to be able to find a balance. But, yeah, it was devastating to hear how, you know, how they felt yeah. about losing that one thing that they yeah. saw was a beacon for their family to go look at what we get to do because of my job. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking back over the years, you know, you sort of have to ask these sort of questions. Yeah. You know, low points, any, any things you sort of regret or...? Um, I think, um, I think I really struggled with a lot of the regulatory noise mm. in the early days when you know the Australian Royal Commission came out, mm. and then all over our media was these guys are all bad guys, and no one listens to life insurance companies, so you can't defend yourself. Yeah. And we're not all bad guys, and in fact, they found that we all weren't all bad guys, mm. but that wasn't as public, right? <laughs> so, commissions are terrible, all mm. advisors are terrible. You know that kind of rhetoric in the press was heartbreaking because I see how hard mm. they all work. Mm. Um, so that, that really, really frustrated me. But actually, the industry that we have now, the regulations that we have now, the professionalism of the industry is now visible yes. far more than it was before. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But the process of getting there, the political scoring, um, at the cost of you know good people trying to do a really good job, mm. was really heartbreaking. And it, I kind of went, after all these years, that's what that's what think of us mm, you know mm. without yeah and it showed a lack of understanding it didn't did. it yeah it did. yeah and 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 now where we're at with the regulations and stuff you're you're pretty comfortable oh, with yeah i i am really comfortable mm. i think it's the right balance between mm. you know everyone leaving the industry because they just can't you know can't get there uh versus actually there's some really good sense here's what good advice looks like here's what good conduct looks like you know and they're not hard yeah. to achieve and highlights i mean i'm sure there's lots of them but yeah. what, are, what are some of the things which come to mind uh the, the the by far the the thing that i get the biggest buzz out of is people who've come into the industry with no idea what they were doing, mm. <laughs> kind of because the last job didn't work out, but, you know, someone said, why don't you come in here and become this, who've become enormously successful partly because of the support and the advice, mm. you know, and the personal, I guess, encouragement that I've been able to give some of them. 
and people whose jobs, who now sit in very senior jobs in the industry, who I might have had a part to play with mentoring or encouraging or, or getting them to love the industry the same way that I did, that they found their, yeah. their place. Um, and that's true, and they sit across all companies in this marketplace, and I am incredibly proud of that. I think one of the fascinating things or most rewarding things about the industry is how it's an industry of opportunities. And I mean, your chairman is a classic. I first met him when he was a business development manager at Trustees Executor, and 100%. now he now he's a chairman of, of, of partners. You and, know. and a whole bunch of other things. And a whole bunch yeah, of, you yeah. know, and that, that's what an amazing um, career for Yeah, yeah. 100%. And he will tell you the same thing as I do, that mm. the thing that's kept him in this industry mm. is the simple thing that we pay out a cheque yeah. you know, to people at terrible times. And that's, that's the first moment when they are just desperately grateful and finally understand what it was that they, mm. that they bought. And so tell me, how hard do you think it's going to be to step away from the day-to-day -day running the business and be uh, like on the board, which I guess you'll be, and, and, and not, not you know, keep your fingers out of what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd be a great director, to be honest, yeah. um, um, and, uh, because I, I much rather be sort of right in the yeah. decision-making part. So probably a better consultant than a director uh, in terms of being able to give advice and share thoughts and things like that, but then it's not your call yeah. whether that happens or not. So that's the good distance between me and yeah. the and the decision making. Yeah. I suspect that that's more where I'll lean to. Yeah. And good time though to get your golf handicap down? I hope so. I hope so. I'm not sure it will come. It's, it's okay, but I... I love being on a golf course. I love chatting to people on the mm. golf course. The golf is kind of secondary, so I'm not <laughs> driven enough to yeah. to really go. I, I need to be really good at this. I'm good enough. Yeah. yeah. And just finally, any sort of little messages you'd like to give to advisors? I think we do amazing things for people. I think that, you know, I hear a lot of advisors going, oh, I'm going to leave, it's getting too hard. Well, what else are you going to do that gives you this buzz that you're qualified to do mm. and that suits your personality down to the ground because it's about people. It's more about people than probably any other industry. So um, I would say to them, keep going. And, you know, the New Zealanders need you. So we've just collectively got to figure out a way mm. to educate them enough so they know they do mm. rather than need someone to tell them that they do. So that's the challenge for the industry now. How do we lift financial literacy so we don't have to explain why you need insurance yeah, exactly. to people? Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's great, Naomi. I mean, you know, congratulations on everything you've achieved over the 41 years, and it's been great having you in the studio. Maybe um, we'll get you one more time before you go. Oh, I'd <laughs> like that, Philip, because yeah. I'll miss you. We've been doing this together yeah. for a long time, yeah. so no, it's, great. it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank, thank you. you, Naomi. Cool.